Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 324. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by one of the marvelous members from the Blueprint Live Online team, our host for this podcast here at the MCAT Podcast. And I'm excited to jump into a great episode today, something that probably isn't talked enough about with test prep, specifically with the MCAT and later on with USMLE or Comlex, and that is wellness habits and how to maintain a healthy body and mind during your prep, because that's a huge part of your score. Before we jump in, though, make sure you go over to our sponsor's website, blueprintmcat.com, and sign up for their free account. If you haven't done so already, you get access to a half-length diagnostic, a free full-length exam, an amazing study planner tool, and so much more. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Nor, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I am excited to chat with you today about uh, a topic that I think is becoming more and more less of a taboo to talk about, more and more common that people are talking about, and that is mental health, uh, specifically surrounding the MCAT and what we can do to help prevent some burnout, some depression, some all of that fun stuff that comes with uh, such a stressful period of time for the pre-med student. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, let's, stay let's, off. Yeah. Stay <laughs> off SDN and Reddit. Okay, done. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> that is the best, the best answer. The only answer. Yes. Um, you know, it is, I'm, I'm glad to see that it is becoming less taboo, but I think a lot of students still struggle with this. Um, but the reality is almost everyone, you know, that has studied for the MCAT or is studying for it has experienced like mental lapses in their mental well-being and even in their physical well-being at times, because it is a very intensive exam to study for. It is a very intensive period of time, uh, no matter where you are at in life, whether you're trad, non-trad. And I mean, there's so much you can talk about with this topic, but the first thing that really comes to mind, which I know I jokingly talked about SDN and Reddit, but I think it's very, very important to surround yourself with positivity. And I know I sound like a self-help guru right now, like eat, pray, love, but it is so important because the first time around when I was studying for the MCAT, I was surrounded by sort of a lot of toxicity of like MCAT studying comparison, whereas like I wasn't studying for 12 hours a day and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And 
I was not measuring up to that, right? I was not measuring <laughs> 12 up to hours, the- I'm doing 14. 14, I'm doing 27. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I think it was, it, it really affected me. And the second time around when I was studying for the MCAT years later, I told myself very intentionally that I was not going to get myself exposed to any sort of idea of how I should study for the MCAT, any sort of idea of what my progress should look like. I was going to surround myself with positive affirmations and positive folks who could always uplift me. And oftentimes those had to do with people who were not even in the medical field, right? Um, And that was really important because that was one of the main contributors to me sustaining a healthy mindset throughout my MCAT studying. So please do stay away from SDN and Reddit. The reason why is because like I have said before, people can be performative. They'll say things on these threads, but you don't even know if it's true. There's no way to verify that. And also, you know, we sometimes we look at these threads um, or whatever it may be at our worst moments, and it just makes us feel even worse. And it's again, I'm one for analogies, but it's almost like if you have a cut on your arm and you decide to pour salt on the wound and it just is worse. Right. Like why? you would tell someone, why would you do that? So why, why go to places that, you know, will only make you more anxious, potentially more depressed. So that's one thing that's really important. Um, another thing that is very important as well is setting good habits. Uh, in the beginning of our blueprint courses, we always, we always talk about this and we always tell people do not compromise on sleep. <laughs> I will scream this. I know. I will like scream this at the top of my lung for the rest of my life because I did this once upon a time. I once upon a time compromised on my sleep. And let me tell you something. When you compromise on your sleep, when you compromise on your mental well-being and the rejuvenation that you get through sleep, basically count that you're basically think of your practice and your study as not very effective. I mean, there are thousands probably of studies and you can tell me you're the physician. about how sleep is so important to our well-being in every single way, right? Whether it's mental or physical, right? And our, our life revolves Academic. around <laughs> Yes, our life revolves around us being able to get restful sleep. And so please put that very important healthy habit of not compromising on your sleep even if you feel like you're behind on your studying. Trust me, you're not going to somehow miraculously catch up on your studying by getting less sleep because you won't be able to retain the material very well, right? And we all know that. Think of a night that you had that was restless. The next day, how did you feel? How was your day? It wasn't great, probably, right? And so, and we saw, you can rapidly see the changes that happened to you. So please make sure that sleep is really important. People like to do physical activity in a variety of ways, right? Um, It could be playing a sport. It could be going to the gym. It could be taking walks. I don't care what you do. Movement is just helpful, right? We all know that it stimulates endorphins are, you know, that make us feel better and happier. Getting some fresh air is important. Again, doesn't matter how you do it. There is no best way to work out or to play a sport or to get physical activity. Just do what 
feels right to you. If you want to have a 30 minute dance party in your room or whatever, every day while you're studying, do that. doesn't matter. Whatever works for you, do it. Movement is just helpful. It gets you out of your mind. It lets you just sort of relax. That is also very, very important for your mental well-being. And I would say the last camp that I can think about is food. And like, again, food, everybody comes from different backgrounds. And I will not tell people go shop at Whole Foods, right? But what's really important is to try to eat as many things that are nourishing, right? Things that if you like, hopefully everyone has the ability and capacity to do that, um, to think of like pizza about, and donuts and stuff like that. Yes. Right? <laughs> Honestly, I would say give yourself the occasional donut. The, those, <laughs> ice cream donuts. Those are my happy places. So that those were my rewards, but just having very like nourishing foods, mm. breakfast, lunch, dinner, that's very important for your studying it actually is very important that you maintain a good, decent diet and health and eating habits when you're studying because it helps mm. you in your studying. So don't go hours on end without uh, a break, um, you know, without a food break. That's very important. Um, and then just trying again to be to have like nutritious foods. Uh, and we always actually even tell people when we talk about what you should take to the MCAT for snacks and lunch, things that like rejuvenate you in between studying, right? Like that would probably a lot of times it's protein, things that will give you sustained energy and water, drink a lot of water. Lots of water. Lots of, lots of, lots of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go, going on a walk um, and you don't have to stop studying, right? There's this little thing that oh, students yeah. are potentially listening to right now called the MCAT podcast. I know, podcast. I was going to say, I was actually going to say, I was like, you can listen to our podcast. Yes, you can listen to <laughs> the podcast. Your podcast, it's not my podcast, it's your podcast. <laughs> it's yours too, it's yours too. Um, yeah, and I, there are lots of tools like that. Um, walking on a treadmill, right? Going to the gym, walking on a treadmill, uh, and doing Anki or doing QBank stuff um, yeah. while you're on the treadmill. There, there are lots of options to kind of get some movement in and also get some studying in so you don't feel like you're falling behind. I wish there was a, a really simple equation that we could do to say for for every seven hours of sleep, right, you're, you're adding two hours of studying onto yeah. your actual study, right? Just to yeah. be able to think about it because I think a lot of people will go, well, if I only sleep seven hours or five hours instead of seven hours, that's two extra hours of studying. I'm like, yeah, but those two extra hours probably are very ineffective. Exactly. And if you just slept for seven hours, it's taking those hours that you did study, making them much more effective and, and exactly. exponentially, theoretically, uh, helping you uh, in the long run. Yeah. It's always quality over quantity. I think that's one of the things that sometimes people obsess over with the MCAT is quantity. And it's always about quality, right? It's, you know, is the, are the hours that you're studying, are they actually effective being used efficiently? Like you're really learning or are you like half asleep, days distracted for 75% of the time, right? So just thinking about quality over quantity, because sometimes like when I have studied half asleep, I actually look back at those hours and I would say, or not half asleep, like not well rested. I actually look back at those hours and I feel like, yeah, that maybe wasn't the best use of my time. Maybe I should have rested more, right? So think about quality over quantity. Quantity is not going to necessarily get you the best score or help you do the best, right? There are still people who did really great on the MCAT 
but they didn't study like, I don't know, a thousand hours or something, right? They were very effective in the time that they were using um, to study. And again, also recommending to study, we always recommend students to study at times of the day that feel like they feel are the best for them. They feel like they have good energy. They're ready to go for everybody. Again, that's different. I'm more of like an evening person, um, more than a morning person. And that's totally okay. That's good. So also analyze your trends. Look at what works and doesn't work for you. That's also like, just like you are analyzing your MCAT trends of how you're doing, analyze your trends about your physical and mental well-being and what you can do to improve it if something isn't working out. Um, and that's, that's, that's also really helpful. Yeah. So when, when looking at um, sleep and nutrition and hydration and exercise, stress relief stuff, again, I think a lot of times students have so much that they're juggling. They're they're juggling life. They're juggling uh, potentially family, classes, job, MCAT prep. And now it's like, okay, now do all of these other things. If you only had one thing, if you could only pick one thing to focus on, what do you think that one thing would be? In terms of wellness? Yeah. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Number one. I I always come back to that one because the moment you compromise on that, everything else does not, is not effective. Yeah. Right. Like you are, you're going to, it's like a dark cloud hanging over your head the entire day. You're not, it's, it won't just affect your MCAT studying is going to affect other aspects of your life, which will like only increase your stress and your anxiety possibly. Mm-hmm as a result. And then that will affect your MCAT studying sleep, 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 sleep. Right. And that's valid. Not, we can't do all of these mental wellness things every single day and totally understandable. But if there's one thing that I will always choose, it's sleep because I personally have experienced the effects of having bad sleeping habits with studying, not necessarily for the MCAT, but just in undergrad and graduate school. And I just cannot emphasize how not helpful it is to your academic success. All right, so there you have it. Some wellness habits for test prep. How to maximize your MCAT score by maximizing your body and your mind. And hopefully that uh, will be helpful. I know when I'm exercising, when I'm eating right, when I'm hydrated, when I'm sleeping well, everything is going great. So make sure you do that too. We have a wonderful week. Again, don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com. This is MedEd Media.